A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for forty days and forty nights, and afterwards he was hungry. The tempter approached him and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He said in reply, It is written, One does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him up to a very high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their magnificence. And he said to him, All these things I shall give to you, if you prostrate yourself and worship me. At this Jesus said to him, Get away, Satan. It is written, The Lord your God shall you worship, and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Today's Gospel begins At that time, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. What time was that? Just before this, Jesus was at the Jordan River where John was baptizing. The heavens were opened, and a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Nadia Bowles Weber writes, Before we do anything wrong, and before we do anything right, God has named and claimed us as God's own. But almost immediately, others try to tell us who we are and to whom we belong. Capitalism, the weight loss industrial complex, our parents, kids at school, they all have a go at telling us who we are. But only God can do that. Everything else is temptation. Maybe demons are defined as anything other than God that tries to tell us who we are. So if God's first move is to give us our identity, then the devil's first move is to throw that identity into question. Identity is like the tip of a spool of thread, which when pulled can unwind the whole thing. Our identity has nothing to do with how we are perceived by others but it's still tempting to believe. At the beginning, the Lord God formed man out of the clay of the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life. God is as close to us as our very breath. Yet, when the tempter posed a question, sowing doubt about what God had said, we all held our breath but they took and ate. 
Searching for them in the garden, God said, You are dust, and to dust you shall return. We tend to hear this injunction as a curse, as one more denunciation of sin. It's only offensive if it's heard as an insult and not a promise. On Ash Wednesday, we heard, Remember, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The word remember does not come from the book of Genesis. It comes from Psalm 103, verse 14. For God knows how we were made. God remembers that we are dust. As St. Paul reminds us, sin is not the last word. Through Christ's saving death and resurrection, sin becomes that which is being forgiven. This feels like the breaking of a heart because we are being given a bigger heart. We see our sin as we are letting go of it. In each of his three confrontations with the tempter, Matthew has portrayed Jesus as the new Israel. God brought the children of Israel out of slavery in Egypt. God opened a way through the waters of the sea and led his people into the desert, where they wandered for forty years before entering the land of promise. Jesus came up from the waters of baptism, was led by the Spirit into the desert, where he fasted for forty days and nights. After that, Jesus returned to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. In Deuteronomy chapter 6 to 8, when the children of Israel were about to enter the promised land, Moses reflected on their experience in the wilderness. The speech begins with words that are treasured by Jews and recited every day. Shema Israel, hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Therefore you shall love the Lord your God with your whole heart and with your whole being and with your whole strength. Now another son of God is in the wilderness facing those same tests and learning so perfectly what Israel had so imperfectly grasped. This new son of God will not fail, and the new exodus will succeed because this son loves his father with all his heart, with his whole being, and with all his strength. In Matthew's Gospel, all three of the responses to the temptations come from Moses' speech to the Israelites in Deuteronomy chapters 6 to 8. The first temptation in the wilderness is to provide bread for yourself. Loving God with one's heart meant the refusal to make bread in self-interest. The word from the mouth of God was that Jesus was the beloved Son. Jesus will be empty, but he will still be the beloved Son. The second temptation is on the parapet of the temple. The devil wants Jesus to presume on divine love, to play the privileged son toying with danger. Loving God with your whole being, your very life, is not to put God to the test. 
Jesus will not be safe, but he will still be the beloved son. The third temptation is the temptation to power. Worship the devil, and all the power of the world will be yours. Loving God with your whole strength, with all your might, is to serve God alone. Jesus will be politically powerless, but he will still be the beloved son. The irony of this passage is that by desiring what God desires, Jesus is in fact enabled himself to become the bread by which people can live. When Jesus is transfigured on the mountain, the voice speaks from heaven declaring, This is my beloved Son. Listen to him. From now on, God speaks to us only on the horizontal level, person to person. Jesus is the meeting place between the human and divine. Jesus becomes the temple from which he refused to cast himself down. And he becomes in his death the king of all the kingdoms of the world. In chapter 28 of Matthew's Gospel, when the eleven disciples come to the mountain, the risen Christ said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. The beloved Son of God is obedient to the will of the Father, whose way is forgiveness and reconciliation. Now is the favorable time to follow in the footsteps of Jesus as we journey from ashes to Easter.